I'm Nancy Showalter, and you're listening to Spirituality for the Politically Incorrect podcast. Welcome, all radical paradigm shifters and creative change makers. You who dare to create a better life and a better world, tap into the power that resides within you and use that power for constructive change. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spiritual Tools to Improve Your Life, Raise Your Vibration, and Accelerate Consciousness. Our guest today is Donna Myers. Donna has been a registered nurse and a practitioner of several healing modalities, including Bach flower remedies, nutritional counseling, colon hydrotherapy, and personal growth counseling. She has a master's degree in dance and has taught yoga. As a student of the Ascended Masters, she combines her skills and training in the healing modalities with teaching practical spirituality, which is what we're going to be talking about today. So welcome, Donna. Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, I know you're passionate about sharing the different tools that we have that can make a huge difference in our lives when we apply them. It's great to be here, Nancy. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So let's get started. You know, we've talked about the importance of spiritual protection in previous episodes and the role that Archangel Michael plays in this regard. And we've shared a short prayer that we use, and that that is posted with the previous episode. I know you have a particular story that's a great witness to the intercession of Archangel Michael and the importance of the spoken word. Yes, well, many years ago, I worked at night as a nurse in the Los Angeles area. So I would always call to Archangel Michael that very same uh, prayer that you learned, where we call on Archangel Michael to surround us with his light. And I was doing this, and I was driving, and I don't know what happened there, but all of a sudden, the traffic just stopped, practically stopped. I had to change lanes very quickly while I was driving. I slammed the brakes, and the car moved over. I lost control, and it was a a total miracle because nothing happened. So I felt totally protected by Archangel Michael. I felt I was in this bubble of light with him and his angels surrounding me. And not only was I not hurt or affected at all, but nobody driving on the road was, was, uh, was affected. So I felt overwhelmed with gratitude. Well, you know, that sounds like a, in Los Angeles traffic, that sounds like a real miracle, yes. It is a miracle, I tell you. And um, I got this, the message, there was three, a three-part message about what happened here. First of all, I knew it wasn't my time to go, that I had things to do here. Secondly, I was very clear that making these calls, these protection calls while I was driving was very important and that I was so grateful I was doing them. And the third message was that I really need to share this. Oh, great. So now you have an opportunity again to share. I am, right. That's good. It's important uh, that we understand that the angels and the masters really cannot interfere with our free will. They really need us to invite them into our lives. 
And once we have that momentum on calling on them and working with them, they're always there for us. So you happen to be doing that prayer to Archangel Michael at the time, but you can do this prayer to Archangel Michael as soon as you get in your vehicle. And if you're in a public vehicle or something, you know, you could do it silently. But you don't have to actually be doing it at the time something happens because Archangel Michael will respond to us. And especially when you get a momentum and a relationship with the angel. Exactly. Well, I feel that it's very important to constantly work with the masters, whether it's Archangel Michael or the other archangels, other angels, and there are so many ascended beings. And they have invited us to call on them, as well as Jesus and all of the saints. So we have met various ways to do that. We can use the spoken word, which is what we've been talking about. The, the power of the spoken word is magnificent because we're using the power of the throat chakra, which is our power center of our centers mm-hmm. of light. Right. So we put that word out and that energy is, is real. And we say the name, let's say you say the name Archangel Michael, you just put out his, his actual code, his electronic vibration code. So he comes because you brought him into your space. So we want to use these keynotes. It's a keynote is his name. Plus there's music you could play and different things. So we want to use that because that carries his name, his vibration. And we also have other forms. We have various forms of spoken prayer. Right. We can just do something very quick. Archangel Michael, help me. People that have even just said, Michael. And if you have this relationship with Archangel Michael, that name carries that vibration, like you say, and brings him into your space. Absolutely. Now, there are many forms of prayer, spoken word prayer. We have invocation. Let's say something happens. I'll give you an example, something that happened in my life. My daughter's friend uh, found out about this tragic tragedy that happened with some children at a camp. She was devastated, and we went to pray. And I called on the angels. I called on the archangels. I called on ascended beings and saints who could be helpful to the people that were involved with this tragedy and also the children that were lost, that had died. So we invoked their presence to help with this particular situation. And it was just on the spur of the moment. So you'll have situations like that where you want to bring forth the presence of a saint or a master. We also have decrees. Now, a decree is a place, it's, a, it's kind of a spoken prayer, where you're calling for some action or some form of change to take place in order to command that God wills it. So it's a command, and it can be like a poem, or it can be a few lines, it can be any different type of form but it's command ye me is what god told us right exactly and one of our previous episodes we talked about the violet flame and i posted a mantra 
a couple of mantras, a recording that people can begin the momentum of giving the violet flame, which is that transmutation, it's that high frequency of energy that transmutes negative energy to positive energy, basically, negative memories, freeing that energy. So Yes. Oh, violet flame is so important in this day and age. And this is where not only are we speaking the words of the prayer, but we also want to use visualization. Right. So we can see this violet flame and watch this miracle take place where things are actually disappearing before our eyes. They're being transmuted and changed. It's like a big cosmic eraser that can clear out all kinds of negativity. Right. And if you don't be confused when we say visualization. If you think, oh, I can't visualize anything, just use your imagination. That's what it's all about. You're imagining that violet flame around you. That's visualization. It's it's much simpler than sometimes what we, we struggle to make it. None of this is meant to be a struggle. It's really to get into that presence and that awareness and what you're calling forth, you're going to focus in that inner vision where you want to see the result. And also, we have our outer vision. There's there's no problem using a picture. Exactly. You have a photograph or a sample of a violet color. Yes. You can look at that, and there you are. You're visualizing and you're creating the energy of that violet ray that's going to be working on clearing away all this stuff that you don't want in your life anymore. Right. And even past records, karmic records, Mm -hmm. that are perhaps from early life or past lives, energy that's locked into negative experiences, this will free that energy. Balancing karma. It's one of the great, great dispensations of the Ascended Masters from St. Germain, in this age, as we move into the age of Aquarius, because the age of Aquarius is the age of freedom. It's meant to be a golden age. And despite all appearances, we hold the vision that this earth will move into a golden age. That's such an important part of our work here, is holding the vision. And that's what the mother does for her child. You hold the vision of the success the victory of this child so that's another aspect of visualization and vision mm-hmm. yes and we can do it with spoken prayer but we also can do it with silent prayer where we just let's say we're in a place a public place and you're really motivated you're you have the attunement that you need to make a prayer about something but you can't say anything that's fine. You just have your mind, you have your heart, and you can be communing with God right there without Always. saying a word. Yes. Yes. Always have that attunement. And, of course, there's, then there's just the simple talking to God, whether it's verbal or mentally, communing, just having a conversation and listening for that direction. It's a very beautiful experience. Now, there's another way that's kind of interesting to communicate with the angels and the masters, and that's by writing petitions. Yes, those are so effective. 
there was a group that I was working with for, oh, a year and a half, and they would come over, and the first thing they would do is they'd take their paper, and they'd start writing their petition. Most of it was focused on healing for that group, but, you know, it can be about anything. Right. So a very simple petition would be just saying, addressing whoever you're addressing. Could be Archangel Michael, could be any angel, any archangel, could be Jesus, Jesus, Mary, any of the saints. And there are Eastern saints who we can call to. You know, they're all available. Right. So you address either one or several, and then you might want to let them know, you know, that you're so great, grateful to have this opportunity to work with them so that you have, you're starting out on the note of gratitude. And then you ask for whatever it is that you need or want for yourself or maybe for your family, for your neighbors, your community. could be your country. It could be anywhere in the world. It could be the whole solar system. The universe, you know, (laughs) there's no limit. (laughs) No limits, exactly. God has no limits. And then once you put out what you're asking for, this is like a bank account. We have to say what it is that we're willing to contribute. What am I willing to do to earn this dispensation, this gift? And you lay that out. And whatever it is, you make sure it's something that you are going to do. Because you don't want to promise something that you're not going to do. That's not a good thing. (laughs) Right. You want to follow through. And these can be prayers each day or service to mankind in some way. Different things. And you go into your heart to really determine some of these things. So that you know for you in in the cycle of your life, what can you contribute in God's service for what you're asking for to help balance that exactly. energy. Exactly. It's very personal, but it's also very broad. Yes. What you can do. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so you want to make sure you sign the letter because you want to own this letter. It's your letter and you're responsible and it's your relationship. Plus, you're asking for things, so they're going to come your way. Right. And the letter then is burned. You ask the angels to just take it to the masters or wherever you addressed it, and you will actually get an answer within 24 hours. Right. That burning is really important because it seals the letter. It seals the request. You know, like we have problems with Internet where things get hacked. Well, (laughs) you burn that letter and it won't get hacked. (laughs) No, it, it releases it into the spiritual etheric realms more easily. So that's writing a petition. It's a pretty interesting experience and very powerful. Now, you may not hear the answer. You may not know what that answer is even, depending on your momentum and your sensitivity. But that answer can come in just any form. An idea pops into your head, just an inner knowing or feeling that, oh, yes, this this was received well or someone might say something that you realize that's a clue as to your response whether you can understand or hear it it matters not there is an answer and it will unfold and sometimes it's just the unfolding of events it's very interesting nancy 
I've been keeping copies of certain letters, petitions that I've written, and sometimes I'll come across a letter that was written, what, a year before, two years before, you know, a certain time before. And I look at that and I go, wow, I asked for this. And I didn't realize that I was getting it because it came, as you said, in a different form. So that's another thing about these petitions. You might want to keep a copy of it. That could be helpful so that you can gauge, okay, this is what, what I was asking for. And then sometime in the future, you can say, ah, now look where we are now. Right. And it doesn't always come in the form that we expect. That's why I say we always add according to God's will so that it comes according to the universe comes back to us and God gives back to us things that are best for us in the form that is best for us. Right. And that's another another thing to watch for because we can be praying for other people. And sometimes someone's sick or they have some problem or some issue and it looks like they're having a really hard time. And we go, oh, I'm going to pray for you. And you think that that's really the solution. And sometimes it's not. Because as we go through our initiations, we're being tested. We're acquiring greater mastery. Sometimes that person really needs to go through that trial and that struggle and that difficulty because they are working on achieving a greater level of mastery. Yes, I mean, you can always pray for someone no matter what. But I think the point you're making is we don't determine what that result should be. Or we can ask for certain things, but then you qualify it by saying, according to God's will. Because we know, the masters have taught us that there are times when individuals are going through an illness and you can take heaven by storm, so to speak, and work on pushing that illness getting rid of that illness for that person, but it actually ends up pushing it back. And it's still a karmic thing that they have to deal with. And sometimes then they may have to come back into another embodiment, go through the whole thing again, because they never were able to finally resolve it, either heal it or experience it or whatever, whatever need was needed of their soul. Yeah. So it's very important that we don't interfere with uh, the larger picture that we don't always know. But we do know, we can ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, what you ask in my name shall be granted. It just may not come in the form or when you expect it. Right. But we have to realize there is no time or space, really. It's always now. And in eternity, there's no time and space. It's just simply always now. And so it may happen. The result may come far later than what we expect totally different form than you plan. Now, another thing to be careful, because as you were giving the example where you really want to make a change on someone's behalf, and maybe they need to go through that. But also, if you are forcing something to happen that's not supposed to happen, that may be a karmic situation for you. So you may be actually burdening yourself with karma that you wouldn't have had otherwise had right. you not done that. Exactly. So. And and so that's, again, why we qualify according to the will of God. Let this be done. Yes, totally crucial. 
for everyone has free will choice and needs to make their own decisions. Yes. But we do know that the power of prayer, especially when a group of people are praying for an individual, it is very sustaining, it is very transforming, and it is going to bring out the best result according to that person's divine plan. Maybe that person is going to leave embodiment if they're ill. Mm. And maybe it's their time to go. Yes. And we cannot interfere with all those cycles all the time. That brings to mind the aspect of multiplication. Um, Because when we do, let's say we do um, a call that you learned about Archangel Michael before, Michael behind, you know, that one. You say it once, but if you say it three times, then you've got a multiplication going, the three times three. So that's one thing. You also have, and Jesus said, if two or more are gathered together, what you had just mentioned. So imagine when you have two people, that's great, but imagine having 2,000 people praying, calling, decreeing, visualizing all of this wonderful thing. There's so much more power and so much more can be affected that way. Yes. And we have to always go back to the understanding that we were given dominion over the earth. That's why the masters, the angels, they're here. We have our own guardian angel. We have all of these uh, support, all, all of this support. But we have to want it in our lives. And there's many people right now who don't want, who don't even believe there's such a thing. They call him the magic man in the sky that, you know, and they make fun of, of it. So they, they don't have an understanding. There's life beyond this mere little incarnation that we're experiencing right now. So it's important, again, understand we can ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We can command, like God said, command ye me in the scriptures, always according to God's holy will, meaning we're not trying to make it happen a certain way. We're putting it out there, and the universe will bring back to us the perfect solution. And remember that any form of prayer is a communion. We're communing with God. Yes. Yes. Come one. I am presence within us right. is, the, is God within us. And that is why Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. So we do go into the heart, and we can invoke that powerful part of ourselves that's in the spiritual realm to act in the physical. I want to talk about another concept of the karmic board. And the karmic board, they have the responsibility of dispensing justice to our system of worlds. Now, to familiarize you more, there are eight ascended masters. They also adjudicate karma, mercy, and judgment on behalf of each individual. So, you know, many people who've gone through near-death experiences, we've mentioned before our dear friend, Daniel Brinkley, who's gone through three, I think four now, near-death experiences. He's written books, very powerful. But there's many people who have gone through near-death experiences. They've been dead for a period of time, could be anywhere from five minutes to an hour. And I've even heard of situations where they wake up in the morgue (laughs) Now, if they remember what happened at that time 
And when they share it, many, many of them talk about going before with a a spiritual being, one or more of them, and they have this life review where on this cosmic screen, so to speak, they see, it's like a holographic experience, their entire life flashes before them and they re-experience everything they felt and everything that the people they interacted with felt. And I even heard recently of a young woman who had a near-death experience where she said she was shown several lifetimes of a pattern where she had um, a certain negative pattern that was limiting her. And by seeing this, she was able to totally break free from that when she came back. So it's, it's pretty amazing. So the karmic board, we know, and we've talked about this before, but they definitely, um, they're the ones who really uh, receive the assignment and the karmic allotment for each lifetime before they embody. We go before the karmic board. And then there's that review of their performance at the conclusion of that life. So really this judgment, it's like we're kind of judging ourselves by our actions, you know, the law of cause and effect. And we see what we did in that life, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know. And so nobody has to really condemn you because your actions prove themselves what kind of karmic, what kind of karma you have. Positive karma? Exactly. Not so positive karma yeah, it's, that you have to deal yeah. with. Cause and effect. Exactly. So you do something and something happens as a result of your action. Yes. Yeah. So what's interesting about the Lords of Karma, you can write a petition to them at any time, but they do formally convene twice a year where they invite us to write to them asking for dispensations. Yes. Well, a dispensation, that's a great concept. Very important to understand because this is a gift. It's a grant of energy that's given to us And we can use it to fulfill our mission. We can use it to serve other people and others maybe who need this particular type of energy. But they do not come without accountability. So it's going to be like a bank. So you go to a bank, you say, I need money. Can I have a loan? Okay, well, the bank will lend you money if they believe that you're a good risk that you're going to pay it back. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So the same is true when we ask for grants or loans or gifts from God. We have to use them wisely, and we have to be clear that we are going to contribute. We are going to benefit life in some way so that the, the lords of karma take all of that into account. Yes, and they convene over the new year, New Year's Eve, and over July 4th in the middle of the year. So it's twice a year formally where they do convene and receive our petitions. And as we mentioned before, you get an answer within 24 hours. So they're very efficient. Yes, it's a, it's a great experience writing these letters to the Karmic Board because I've been doing it for many years now. And I learned so much about myself because... We're putting out who we are, where we're at, and what we need, what we want, where we're going. Yes. Where do we want to go? And like you said, not just for yourself, but family, friends, community, nation, 
planet, universe, whatever. Exactly. We can ask for dispensations. It's a grant of energy, just like money from the bank, as you say. Right. So it's a great thing to do. And I've had experiences where I've written these letters. And a good thing to do with this is make a copy. So you have a record of what you were asking for and what you were promising to do. Right. So you can keep track. Right. Yes, we talked about that, how yeah. how you can see your own uh, growth or you can see how your prayers were answered. So it's very interesting. Well, to summarize what we've covered today, we talked about invoking the spiritual protection from Archangel Michael, how to write petitions to the masters and formal petitions for dispensations twice a year to the members of the karmic board. We've talked about the different forms of prayer, how to make invocations, the powerful fiat or the silent prayer, all the different forms of prayer, meditation, going within, listening for the still small voice, all of these things. And these are valuable tools. So Donna, thank you very much for sharing these valuable tools with us today. I'd like you to come back next week so we can cover some more of these practical spiritual tools that we can use. Well, thank you very much. It's, it's a total pleasure. It's an honor to be here and to be able to share anything that could be helpful to all of you. So well, thank you. you are welcome. So everybody, we'll see you next week. Until then, keep an open mind a generous heart, and a powerful spirit. I'm Nancy Showalter, and you've been listening to Spirituality for the Politically Incorrect. Thank you for being with me today. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. And to follow more of my work, visit me at nancyshowalter.com.